This is Stormtrooper 1. In case you were just way too busy to listen to our last show, this is what you missed. You know what's been keeping me warm at night? Uh, I've been writing some uh, steamy Kylo Ren slash fiction. (laughs) That's been keeping my loins warm. Yeah. No? No takers? All right. Read Read us a few lines. No, it's okay. <laughs> too late. Too, <laughs> too late. late. You guys weren't interested. And now it's just too late. I'm going to go ahead and post them on Reddit anonymously. <laughs> and let it basically get be out there in the ether. You know what? I'm going to post as Colin Trevero. I'm going to be like, <laughs> this is like, oh my God, dude. Hey guys, here's my, you remember the episode I leaked? Uh, just a script that I sent out and I, and I validated and said, yes, it's uh, it's real. Well, well, here's my Kylo Ren slash fiction as well. <laughs> <laughs> Warning from the back to tank contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue. We would be honored if you would join us. How are you feeling? Your latest workups and your condition indicate that all damage has been reversed. Recovery is total. I believe you have been quite fortunate. No further thanks are necessary, Commander, but you are most welcome. It is my function and pleasure as a matter of royal to help and heal human I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Hello, welcome everyone to Star That's a nice way to start a live show. Mike just cuts out. Welcome to the shit show, the shit hour. Don't worry, we can make this work. We can make it work. Can we? Yes, I was already contemplating canceling tonight's show because I don't feel very well. I'm a little bloated and I'm not sure if it... If it's the wine I'm drinking or if I'm on my period, I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> just just bathe in the back to water. It'll make you feel better. That's anyone's guess, Dave. <laughs> so stupid. How are you today, Dave? I am doing good. good. I'm actually feeling fantastic today. Good. I'm, I'm happy for you. Are you trying to rub it in my nose? <laughs> just, isn't it just a fantastic day, Mike? <laughs> All right, we we also have uh, Patreon extraordinaire, Reina. Hello, Reina. Hi, guys. Oh, look, she came in well-timed. She's all, I'm going to wait two seconds before I say anything. One 1,000. I'm learning. Two 1,000. And then she says in the most sexiest voice, hi, guys. She wanted to make sure no one was going to step over her voice. <laughs> I know the tricks. I do it in other people's shows. Not my show. I don't. I don't know how to speak on my own shows. Sometimes, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So welcome to the Back to Tank. I am Michael Flores, your host, and I am flying drunk today in the YT-1300 freighter, light freighter, right, Dave? And you're, <laughs> So you're my co-pilot. Yes. It's my job to make sure that we fly casual. Yeah. And no DUIs or FUIs. FUIs? FUIs. Fly, yeah. yeah. Flying under influence. Yeah. I like that one. FUIs. How say you both? Yeah. FUI? <laughs> I think it works. Yeah. All right, so today we're going to be talking about a lot of things. But first and foremost, we have to talk about, drum roll please, 
The Luminous Project. Is this why you're drinking? <laughs> oh, come on, David. Don't foreshadow my anger. Uh, the Luminous Project. I'm okay with it. Let me, let me just say this. I'm okay with it. I think it's pretty fucking cool. But there's a lot of fucking angry people right now on social media. And you may say, oh, gasp. What? Angry Star Wars fans? What's this about? It's it's a whole level, a whole different level now. Yes, because and it's understandable. I think I think I think it's understandable. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Let's introduce what this project is first. Yes. Now, I think the biggest problem is that we heard Project Luminous and Luminous, Project Luminous. Lucasfilm, keyword, Lucasfilm, keyword, Star Wars. And suddenly you're just like, what the The fuck fuck can this be? Yes. Your mind starts racing. And and as everyone out there knows and can understand as Star Wars fans, we start writing our own Star Wars show immediately. Luminous Project. We start writing Sith stories in our mind and, and stories of people jumping around with lightsabers. So we create our own stories yet again in our mind. Yes. And I think that's what happened. Yeah. Everyone assumed Project Luminous was going to be this blow your mind project. It was going to be a new TV series. It was going to be a brand new Star Wars trilogy. And what it ended up being was a Lucasfilm publishing campaign that's going to launch later this year. And when I say a publishing company, yes, you're right. And if you don't like reading, well, you're shit out of luck. You're shit out of luck. Because Project Luminous is a reading campaign, essentially. Comic books, books, uh, other forms of media. They haven't announced all of them yet, but this is going to be a giant transmedia project. Yes. Now, Dave, that is why I'm excited. Because what's the last time? When's the last time we had a transmedia project that blew us away? It was a little project called Shadows of the Empire. Yeah. And I think that that is why I I agree with you. I was really excited for actually when you get to see the details of this, this is very reminiscent of what how they approach Shadows of the Empire. Right. Everything but the movie itself. That's what Shadows of the Empire was. Exactly. It was every all the tie-in media, the toys, the marketing, everything minus the movie. In fact, that's how it was pitched. Yes. Hey, guys. I'm Lucas. Hey, guys. I'm going to do everything but the actual lifting. <laughs> I'm going to rape all of you with zero effort. With zero effort. And that was how Shadows of the Empire was born. And it was amazing. I liked the raping. I bent down and I enjoyed the pounding. It was fantastic. Well, not not only that, because it created a new, uh, it, it created a new mythos around Star Wars. I mean, you had characters that you know, for all the time that me and you have uh, covered Star Wars in this show, we talk about like the old EU, and that's where the old EU characters came from. That's where characters like Kyle Katarn, Prince Sizor. Um, you Mara have Jade. Mara Jade. You have the Red Imperial Imperial Elite. XR Coon. XR Coon. All that stuff spawned from that. Yeah. And I, I agree. Uh, now, let me preface this. When I said I understand people's anger. Yeah. Because they got themselves hyped up. Just like what you said. We thought it was going to be something else. But instead, to a lot of people, everyone's like, oh, it's just a book release. 
they're the not see- yeah a lot of people are not seeing the bigger picture here well dave yes i i i too can understand why some of these individuals got upset but when they take a step back first off there's no there's no consoling some of these people you can't now let's get into what this project is and then we'll continue to dissect because i want to bring Raina into this conversation here so lucasfilm yes please to launch Star Wars The High Republic publishing campaign in 2020. New stories will explore the Star Wars galaxy set 200 years before the events of Phantom Menace. Later this year, Lucasfilm will launch an epic new era of Star Wars storytelling that will be explored through multiple voices in adult and young adult novels, children's books, and comics from a variety of publishers, including, of course, Disney, Lucasfilm Press, Del Rey, IDW Publishing, and Marvel. Star Wars The High Republic, which has previously been referred to as Project Luminous, a.k.a. Project Blow Your Expectations Out of the Water, will be set in an era when the Galactic Republic and the Jedi Order are at their zenith. About 200 years before the events of Star Wars The Phantom Menace, this period on the Star Wars timeline will not overlap any of the filmed features or series currently planned for production. Giving creators and partners a vast amount of room to tell stories with new adventures and original characters. And that's what I like the most about this is that you're now giving the creatives out there, the the, the comic book artists, the writers, the novelists, you're giving them a, a pl- a sandbox where they can just go crazy. They can, they can pee in the sandbox and it won't mess up anything. They can absolutely do whatever they want. And from that point of view, I think that's pretty exciting because we're going to get new fresh star Wars characters, scenarios, enemies, villains, planets, you name it. We're going to get it. And we don't have to worry that it's going to mess up our own expectations of things like, oh, but this happened. And how are you going to make this work? There's no there's no there's no you're no longer have, having to worry about those those cross streams. Yeah, because you you're 200 years. It's 200 years before the events of Phantom Menace. That's a lot of room to cover. And I agree with you is kind of like the new characters that the the they introduce they're not going to live for for that long you know they're not going to live 200 years there's not going to be that fear of yoda yoda how do you oh yoda's going to be in this you know yoda's going to be in it because they already mentioned that by this time yoda is actually fairly young for his species which is like 600 years old right now reyna as a avid star wars fan is this something that you feel like you're going to get into is this something that you can, yeah. Big time. Um, I didn't even know what the full project was. I was obviously reading about it, but what really got me excited, I didn't really care what it was, is I saw the names that were involved with it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Claudia Gray, Justina Ireland, uh, Ixnay, Daniel, and Daniel Jose, Jose Older. Older. Oh, you didn't like it? What? No. Fuck him. Okay, Kevin Scott. Kevin Scott. Kevin Scott. Kevin Scott's fucking amazing. He's the guy that just had uh, scripted out the Jedi Lost radio play. Gave us some of the best new, fresh Star Wars mythos that we've had in years. Charles Soule. 
excellent. So I can get behind the minds that are going to be involved in this. Everyone but Daniel. And the only reason why, maybe he can wow me, but he wrote the Lando, uh, was it First Shot? What was it called? Last Shot. Last Shot. Last Shot. It was so (laughs) badly written. And if you want to hear more about that, just... You know, listen, listen to our Patreon discussion. And I completely break down what the individual, what this young author got right and what he got wrong. It, basically, good ideas, uh, but the dude can't write. Yeah, I said it, Daniel. Come at me, bro. <laughs> Weep me. <laughs> so the first books and comics are set to debut at the Star Wars Celebration Anaheim in August 2020, just a few months away with Star Wars, the High Republic, Light of the Jedi, which is a massive, this is what they're calling the entire thing. Star Wars, the High Republic, Light of the Jedi, a massive interconnected story that's told across various formats by various publishers. So they're going to give us essentially, when you think about it, what they're going to do here is everything but the movie. Just like Shadows of the Empire. Just like Shadows. And the thing that's really cool about it, if you get a chance to actually watch the video that got released on StarWars.com. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And one of the elements that I really liked is they said that the, the big bad or the villain that they introduce is like a brand new faction that is not Sith, but they're almost like this nation of star wars vikings yes and that they their motto is take what you can okay now i want what are they jack sparrow like take what you can (laughs) give nothing back come on guys (laughs) but it's kind of cool when you think about it about like tying it to like a viking get rich or die trying what is is 50 cents tagline next (laughs) come on but it, it i like that element that they're bringing in a villain that's not Sith, Sith, something that or we've seen, Empire, yeah. or this, or or, or, or that. Like first or, say it. You're, or first this order, or that. Yeah, you're getting something brand new. Yeah, I I agree. Now I do have a question that I want to pose. So get ready to answer, both of you. This new villain, I'm excited, but at the same time, I'm hesitant. Okay. The reason why now I, I believe I could be wrong. I believe Kevin Scott is the man in charge of the entire project. Am I correct, Dave? I believe so. Yes. Okay. It It, says that Kevin Scott's the one that's leading. Okay. If, if, if that is in fact true, then I am 100% on board. Kevin Scott is the shit, (laughs) but I'm, I am a little hesitant only because I believe the pitch in the trailer was, what are the Jedi afraid of the most? And the only reason why I'm a bit conflicted by that pitch, what are the Jedi afraid of, really afraid of? And then that obviously cues the new villains. I'm like, well, the Sith are already established as the all-time enemy of the Jedi. That's the rival. So when you pose a question like that, I'm not saying there isn't room for more bad guys that for sure you're talking about a millennia of Jedi Knights. Of course, you're going to have different factions and different enemies, some force sensitive, some not. But 
when you form the question, what are the Jedi really afraid of? It makes me a little nervous because I don't want to run the risk of undermining the established lore that the Sith are the ultimate villain. You might uh, uh, well of the Jedi Knight. Do you do you get where I'm coming from? Let's start with Reyna first. Yeah, Reyna, Reyna you it, first. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think there's ways to navigate through that, or do you think they can make another villain be just as iconic as the Sith to the Jedi? That's a tough one because I don't know that I want a villain to be as iconic as the Sith, but I yeah. do want them to be worth something for this project. Yeah. Um, as for saying what are the Jedi most afraid of, I wonder – the first thing that came to my mind was they showed an an enemy, but is that what they were talking about or were they just kind of alluding to something else? Yeah, maybe it's like – Avoiding just, the answer. Yeah, promoting perhaps – yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's valid. I just, oh man, I'm I, I okay. Now, Raina touched on something that is important, and this is something we talk about a lot in many of our discussions. Dave, yeah, a protagonist is only as good as its antagonist, and vice versa. The reason why Darth Vader is so great when you contrast him with luke it's the reason why anakin works so well with his obstacles his villain was more or less himself you know his own hurdles situations and they were great the way they were written and scripted out yeah so you have to make yourself an awesome villain so you can't un so, and that's why i don't envy these writers i don't either because yes they have a they have an, a sandbox, a fresh, brand new sandbox. They can do whatever they want, but they have to create some great enemies. Otherwise, we're just not going to fucking care. Yeah. But it's, there is that risk. There is that risk, especially if they're not Sith related. Well, yeah, here's the thing. I mean, like the way I the way I think about it now after, you know, hearing you and Reyna out, the question becomes, what are the Jedi truly afraid of? Right. In a way, the Jedi never really feared the Sith because they're both parallel to each other. So the Jedi are more than willing to fight the Sith. Okay. They, they, they really are. And maybe they know what but to the, expect as yeah, well. Yeah, they, they know what to expect. Okay. But the real th question is, what are they truly afraid of? What's the one thing they don't want to fight? The, the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> just, just bear with me, Kevin Scott. I'm, I'm pitching this idea to you. What if the Jedi... Or pit against the coronavirus. A, corona, a zombie virus. And action. <laughs> but Get the fuck out of here, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> but like that, that's how I see it is like, yeah. okay, if you're going to go the route of what are you the questioning? What are the Jedi truly afraid of? The, the real thing, the real focus should be what are the Jedi not willing to fight, period. Like, what are they not willing to get tangled with? And it kind of goes into the line of, like, the old EU when they introduced the, uh, I forgot the the one species that came out from the uh, the Outer Rim. and The Outer Rim? Or, That's your asshole, Dave. <laughs> the Outer Rim. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. But, like, 
uh, the one species that followed Thrawn yeah. when he came it, back. The unknown region. The unknown region. Which also can be a uh, a metaphor for your asshole. So you're okay. <laughs> Continue. But like oh doing gosh. something like that, I think will work. Yeah. And, I, I, but I understand your I understand your hesitation because it, like you don't want to take away from what was already established as a fantastic parallel. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend that in the old expanded universe, we've never gotten other villains. We have, but they were, you know, one-offs. They were characters that were in maybe two or three stories, maybe even like a trilogy of books. But the ultimate villain has always been the Sith. Even when you go back to some of the, uh, the old Republic stories or the uh, Knights of the, what was the original Jedi Stories, Tales of the Jedi, Tales of the Jedi, the Dark Horse title, Tales of the Jedi, Tales of the Sith. Uh, even when they went farther back to the hyperspace, I believe it was the hyperspace wars, I want to say, was also another Dark Horse title that went farther back in time or further back in time. Guess who the villains were? The Sith. The Sith. It's always been the Sith. Now, there were different iteration, iterations, different factions. Uh, we saw um, a, a further flesh. A, a further fleshing out of the Sith, but it's always been the Sith overall for the bigger story. So I am curious. I will say that. And that's a huge plus for me. The fact that I'm willing to set aside my preconceptions and things that even cause me to be hesitant. This does have my interest. This has piqued my interest. And just to double down on it. I mean, if you think about like what they've done recently, uh, some of the stuff that me and you have enjoyed is like, say what they introduced in Kylo Ren, that comic book, the Knights of Ren. Oh, amazing. That was amazing. And it had nothing to do with the Sith because you got to remember the Knights of Ren were treated like, oh, it's about the shadow. You're right. And it was just a different iteration of that side of the force. It's also post the fall of Jedi though. And oh wait, no, it's not. Well, it is and it isn't. It, it is. And it's it half. Isn't. It's, it's half partial. right yeah. in there. You're right, Dave. No, you're right. I, I'm I'm going in with an open mind. This is what we've been asking for. And I know many of the fans were upset because many of the comments that I saw, and it was very discouraging as a Star Wars fan. It is. Because I went on Facebook and I went to Star Wars, the official Star Wars Facebook page when they announced this project. And there was about 500 comments at that time. And I'm not joking. I sat there for 40 minutes and I went through the first 100 comments. Okay, Dave? The first 100 comments, there was not one positive. Not one out of the first 100. So that tells me the odds are that the next 400 was also negative. Okay. And it was things like, why are you going 200 years in the past? We already have stories that the Star Wars fans want to get into. It's called the Old Republic, but instead you're doing it again and you're inventing something entirely new called the High Republic. And listen, I understand from a fan perspective, listen, the Old Republic is amazing, but we've been there and there's always time that we can get there again. But uh, I think what Disney wants to do is, and in Lucasfilm, is they want to go into an uncharted place. Where these people can't complain. Ultimately. Hey guys this is a whole new story. Nothing you say is valid. We're not going to fuck up the old Republic. We're not going to fuck up uh, the old trilogy. We're not going to fuck up the prequels. Because we're doing our own thing. In this little 
time frame here. Yes. Because if they delved into the old Republic, all it would end up doing when you think about it is causing them all to complain about how you're doing it wrong. So I feel like this is a, this is actually a safe bet. This is where I think all of us can eventually, once people get past their preconceptions, can kind of all gravitate to and just say, hey, this is fucking fun. This is a fun place right now, and it's entirely new with new faces. So I'm on board. Absolutely on board. Now, the different projects they have coming, bear with me here because there's a few that just aren't very interesting. Some of the the young reader ones. Now, Claudia Gray, who I adore, she's fantastic. She's writing Star Wars The High Republic Into the Dark. And it's a young adult novel, which we've had some pretty good luck with the with the YA novel. So I'm not going to chalk this one off. Uh, The next one is Star Wars, The High Republic, A Test of Courage, which is a middle grade novel written by uh, Justina Ireland. Now, a middle grade, if people are not familiar with that, is basically slightly younger in demo skewing than young reader so you're looking at between the ages of 8 and 12 so then you have star wars the high republic adventures an idw publishing company comic book series and it's written by daniel jose older the good thing about that is the idw series are not canon so jose go <laughs> ahead and fuck up whatever you want bro have fun <laughs> Yeah, that's probably how the oh meeting went. They're like, well, well you know, that's probably how it went. You know, Lucasfilm, the leaders at Lucasfilm were like, hey, you know what? We have Jose on contract for another three or four books. Well, if you think about that. And uh, Kevin Scott's all, yeah, but I read fucking Final Shot, and I don't know if I want him on my team. <laughs> Maybe if he's allowed to do his own thing. David, let me parody here, okay? <laughs> so stupid. And Kevin Scott's like, eh, you know what? All right. We have a contract with him. So um, what's not canon? Hey, Claudia, what's not canon? IDW? Like, you know what? Hey, uh, Jose, come here. I have a great project for you, bro. I want you to go ahead and write for the IDW Publishing Company. That is awesome, right, buddy? <laughs> right? That's a good one. Do, have fun. Do whatever you want. Shoot for the sky. <laughs> and see what will make me crack up is, like, he comes up with the best stories. I, I know. <laughs> watch watch him make the interview he was involved with about this? No. What did he say? <laughs> he got pulled into the office and he thought he was in trouble. Oh, oh, really? <laughs> because he because they were approaching him about this and he thought that he had did something wrong. Oh, so he's, he's all he thought he was going to finally be let go for that a novel he wrote. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. So stupid. Um, and then we have the Star Wars, the High Republic comic book series, which I will be reading. This is what I've been asking for. Uh, a series completely not connected to Luke Skywalker, Han Solo. Don't get me wrong. I love those stories, but it would be nice to have something along the lines of like Dr. Aphra. It's the reason why I'm drawn to the Dr. Aphra series, because it's a whole new character. I'm one of those fans that I want something new. We have been with Luke and Han and Leia for 40 years. Time to move on. It really is time to move on. There's so many different characters that we could be uh getting involved with and investing emotionally with and reading about and so when they pitched this comic book series which is by the way written by Kevin Scott this is going to be his specific project I'm on board <laughs> am I right though Dave no absolutely i mean i'm on board i'm on board as well because they have the great minds that are there 
There's 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 a plan. We have a plan, Mike. What? <laughs> we have a plan. It's amazing. What does that mean? We have we have a set roadmap that we're going to actually see for Star Wars. At least when it comes to this project. When Absolutely. it comes to this project. Yeah. I mean, even they've even uh, released, uh, at least they've released the name of the main character that's going to be kind of like at the forefront of in, everything. In the Marvel series? Uh, in the Marvel series and actually in the whole series itself. Uh, the character's name is Avar Chris, and uh, I actually pulled it up on the uh, Wikipedia Avar Chris was a human female Jedi who served the Jedi Order during the time of the High oh, Republic. A female. And wielded a green lightsaber. I heard their vagina smell. Now, here's the cool thing. Okay, we just, uh, remember, I just mentioned that one of the things that made you liked was that Kylo Ren book. Well, her first appearance is in Rise of Kylo Ren number three. Okay, give it to me. Because... She shows up as a Jedi holocron that Luke Skywalker finds. Okay, that's cool. And Luke bases apparently bases all the teachings of that he uses on her. All right, and uh, if the listeners out there, Dave, are not reading the Rise of Sky, uh, the Rise, not the Rise of Skywalker, the Rise of Kylo Ren, you need to. Oh, you need to. That uh, they've introduced so many cool elements. I, I. Did not know it was going to be this. I didn't know either. Cool. I mean, like I was expecting something like a throwaway, but. And we're covering it on our Patreon discussion. So you can go to patreon.com slash Rayman Digital and pledge. They've introduced. Ching, new- ching. You like that little plug? Seamless. Yeah. But then I called it out and ruined it. <laughs> go ahead, Dave. What do you say? But it, that. It, it shows that basically that they're trying to show something new. Like. If you've read Thank the you, Rise David, of where Kylo have you been? <laughs> no, no, no. If you've read if you read the Rise of Kylo Ren, the whole point about that series up to this point from what we've read is trying to show the force in a different way. Yeah. Hence the Knights of Ren. Hence that uh, that's where we get to see uh, Snoke, how Snoke is. And he's completely something different than what we all expected. And then you introduce this character, Kevin Kevin uh Avar Chris who apparently is like the leader of the high Republic. Interesting. It'll be cool. So it should be really good. Yeah. I'm interested for sure. You know what? We need to go to a very quick break, but first the last book on this list, we cannot go to break without talking about it. The main novel itself, star Wars, the high Republic light of the Jedi will be written by Charles soul. And this is the one that I believe is coming out first. Yes. And it's considered an adult novel and it's coming out via Del Rey. So this is the novel. This is the the gem of the first phase of their series. So we will be reading this, Dave, you and I, and we will be covering it on a oh, show. Absolutely. And it is available for pre-order now. All right. So we need to go to a very quick break. And then when we get back, we're going to get into some Obi-Wan Kenobi news. We'll be right back. Get more Star Wars discussions every month with the Back to Tank Patreon exclusive shows. 
From Star Wars comics and book reviews to speculative discussions and breakdowns. All when you pledge to our Patreon page. What? Go to patreon.com slash Digital for more details. As you wish. The Rain Man Show. The Rain Man Show. No. What? I would eat. We literally. Live, we do not live in a third world country. Andrew. I'm aware. You don't need to eat your best friend when they die. <laughs> and you don't need any shit you find in your backyard. I would literally eat everything that I just listed off without a beat. If something is prepared in such a way that it is meant for human consumption. Okay. Is your back list just a menu? Thomas, hold yes. on a second. Better question. Andrew, if. Let's say there were seven or eight people stranded on an island. Mm -hmm. There was no food, but there was like nine of you. Okay. And you decided that Thomas Cowley, who died, unfortunately, in the accident, he didn't survive. Let's say you guys need food. Yes. And you found a way. You found a way to keep Thomas's body from decomposing, let's say. All right. Mm -hmm. Survivor one chose to eat his arm. Survivor two ate his legs. And all that was left was a crispy dick. (laughs) (laughs) You wonder why we're not going to be on air like syndicated. I would go for a kidney, a heart, or a liver. There's nothing else left. Literally it's, just it's a skeleton with a survivor. <laughs> survivors one through twelve picked it up. Picked, of the nine. Yeah, you were the runt of the survivors. <laughs> and all that was left was a meaty cock. It is an extreme situation. Okay, so we're going like a month for three weeks to sake. a month yes. without food. Yes. You just admitted you'd eat Thomas's cock. In an extreme situation where cannibalism is not off the table. The Rain Man Show, exclusively on Rain Man Digital. Head over to RainmanDigitalMedia.com for more details or search for it wherever you listen to podcasts. Even that part when he's going to look for it and you're in the middle of the stream and he takes a shovel and he's moving two top rocks with it and he's then he's kicking rocks and there it is. Yeah, you're telling me you buried this box years ago, Where right? It flood. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is this? That's what I was talking about when it comes to the the logic. Right. There was there's like even things that were just illogical thrown in this movie. I'm like, come on, I understand B because B there B movies, there's been some atrocious B movies, but the B movies is some of the cliches, some of the stereotypes, some of the over the top action of violence, some of the bad action. The sleaziness, but there's illogical decisions being made from a directing and writing standpoint. It has nothing to do with the actual movie per se. It's like, come on, you're telling me you couldn't have had a couple PAs say, hey guys, you know what? Today you're going to dig a, a deep hole about six feet deep. Please start digging, and then we're going to bury this box in there. How yeah. hard would that have been? <laughs> Weird West Radio, exclusively on Rain Man Digital. Head over to RainmanDigitalMedia.com or search for it wherever you listen to podcasts.
keep ream ream what's ream <laughs> never drink before star wars show <laughs> apparently i uh, keep rain man digital on the air through 2020 by pledging to our patreon page we need your assistance in this scenario i am princess leia and i'm crouching next to r2 are you in the slave leia outfit again Dave, why are you always trying to sexualize me? I'm wearing the white robes right now, okay? Now, in order for us to continue to put out professional, sometimes professional, live broadcasts and podcast episodes, we need the support of our listeners. So go to patreon.com slash Digital to pledge $1 to $10 a month to keep us on the air. Also, the Star Wars tier is only $3, and you get more Star Wars discussions each and every month. All right, so let's talk about the working title of the untitled Kenobi Disney Plus series. Allegedly, it's been revealed. I want to make sure Reyna was on. I wasn't hearing her. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, there you are. Hi. Under your robes. <laughs> what did she say? She's under my robes? She's in, what, did she, what did you say? I said, what are you wearing under your oh, robes? Oh, I think you said you're under my robes. I'm like, oh, it's that type of party. <laughs> People sure are friendly around here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the working title is apparently, according to HN Entertainment, is Pilgrim. Yeah. Very easy. Now, does that, that doesn't really roll off the tongue when you, when uh, Star Wars Pilgrim. Pilgrim. It doesn't work for me. Now, we already know working titles are usually designed to throw people off. Perhaps we were never supposed to even find this working title. As we know, you have those those PI investigators nowadays that literally work, go through. Uh, what Where's the site that people the copyright office and they just go through all the recent copyrights that have gone through for different production houses. And they say, what is this project? I believe that's how Project Luminous, Luminous Project started. Luminous started. Yeah. So though this uh, speculation could mean Obi-Wan's makes a pilgrimage to Jetta or other Jedi holy sites, according to the site, fans should keep their feet on the ground if they are looking for some hint about the story uh, for Disney Plus or for this Disney Plus series, because past working titles have included Blue Harvest, for Return of the Jedi. <laughs> that one's the most famous. Red Cup for Solo, which is fucking amazing. Uh, Trixie for The oh, Rise wow. of Skywalker. Space Bear for The Last Jedi. Uh, it been called. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't go there. Come on. Nope. I made a promise. Yes, you did. You did. What do you Last show I've you already did. forgotten about it. What are you talking about, Dave? <laughs> uh, the beginning, the dollhouse was for Phantom Menace. Jar Jar's big adventure was for Attack of the Clones. <laughs> yes, it was. Dude, George Lucas is such an asshole. He did that on purpose to people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know he did because that's well, that's how he thinks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the bridge was Revenge of the Sith and Los 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 Alamos was for Rogue One and Avco for The Force Awakens. And they go on to say that none of these titles had really any relevance to the plot except for possibly Los Almos because of Rogue One, in which the Battle of Scarif helped galvanize the nearly fractured Rebel Alliance, much in the same way the Battle of the Alamo did Alamo. during the yep. the Mexican Revolution. 
So, I mean, take this bit of news as a grain of salt, right? Yeah. And I mean, is that fair to say? Yeah, it, it is because like the the term pilgrim too is just too easy for someone to just connect it to Obi-Wan and say, well, it, he's he's on a pilgrimage on that's so, tattooing. It's so basic. And it's so basic. No, it's so basic in the sense that it's just, it's, it's deductive reasoning it's gone deductive awry deductive reasoning again. gone Well, awry. he's spiritual. It's a spiritual quest. It's a pilgrimage. It's pilgrim. It's like, dude, you're an idiot. <laughs> it's literally. I would love to actually see you in like, in like some of these, like these uh, news sites. They're, they're their own like uh, rooms where they basically come up with things. Yeah. And someone says that. I, dude, I, I wouldn't have people working for me. I'd be like, you're an asshole. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Yeah. Why do you think Andrew's off the network? <laughs> You're an asshole. Get the fuck out. No but, fan is actually calling it Pilgrim or going to call it Pilgrim. What's that? No fan is actually going to call it Pilgrim. I, I hope not. I hope I mean, not. I mean, I think it should be called Obi-Wan Kenobi, Another Happy Landing. I mean, that's my vote. <laughs> <laughs> can you, Dave, can you imagine? I would be okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> Another happy landing. Yeah, I think I would be okay with that title. I'm like, fucking awesome. I'm on board. <laughs> You're on board now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, it, and the sad part is, it's a way of trolling the fans. Exactly. That's that's the whole reason why they do it nowadays. Is like, it's trolling us. It goes into like what you were saying about uh, George Lucas. I thought the most brilliant title was Jar Jar's oh yeah Jar Jar's misadventure for sure yeah because Phantom Menace every fan hated Jar Jar and George Lucas just doubled down and said oh yeah you you guys hate Jar Jar okay it's called Jar Jar's of misadventure and honestly Dave (laughs) that mentality though that George Lucas had is the mentality that a lot of creatives should have they have a story in their mind and it doesn't matter what anyone else says it doesn't you know your story yes you have to accommodate to a degree but for the most part, you need to plow ahead with your plan. Otherwise, you're left trying to put the circle in the square after the square has already been galvanized in concrete. Can you galvanize something into concrete? If not, just go with it. I think it still works. <laughs> but actually, Raina, me and Mike constantly rail on creators nowadays bowing down to like the fan base and stuff. Do, does that bother you as a star Wars fan or is it just me and Mike or a fan of anything? Really? Yeah. I mean, no, I want them. I want them to create something, you know, not tailored to my specialty, whether I like it or not. I don't feel like that should be their problem. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So we're not alone in this. No, but Dave, even I'm like that. Like, I don't want you to listen to me. I don't. But convince me why you as a creator knows better. Show me. Prove to me that you fucking know better and win me over. Yeah. I feel like they're really trying to work with the fans and they're trying to make us so happy and look how it's going. Exactly. That's that. I couldn't say it better. That's right. They are trying to make the fans happy and it's not making us happy. So just plow through and do your own path. Like with the prequels. Imagine if Lucas had listened to everybody. Oh, maybe. And now if you look back, the people that were hating on the prequels love the prequels. Because the creator knows best. It's his fucking story. It's his story. Yeah. So 
What, what, what topic were we on? <laughs> we were talking about the Pilgrim for yeah. Obi-Wan and how, like, basically, <laughs> they just love trolling the fans now to this point. Oh, well, yeah. All right. So Disney reportedly has plans for five seasons of The Mandalorian. <laughs> now, this is coming from the site. We got it. We got this covered, which I don't even like to say their name because they are a shit site. <laughs> They make up rumors, they make up sources, and then they make up sources for their sources. Yes. And believe me, I know this is fact because I have sources that have told me. So (laughs) they're not always accurate. And sometimes I I, 99% sure they fabricate stuff. However, I do like the topic because it can serve as a platform here. Of course, they have five years planned. Of course, they may have eight years planned. A good showrunner never has one season planned. A good showrunner will always have a beginning and an ending. In fact, there's an argument to be made that a lot of writers know their ending first. They know where they want to go. This is where I want to end. Now, how the fuck am I going to get there? That's typically what a lot of writers, that's how a lot of writers' minds work. I know your mind works like that, David. Yeah. My mind works like that. Every writer I've ever worked with, they usually know exactly where they want to go. So having a five-year plan isn't a surprise. Having some type of strategy is smart. And knowing how smart Favaro is and how smart Filoni is, they have this. In, they're not going from episode to episode. These motherfuckers have every, they know exactly where they're taking this series. Yeah, and and it's apparent. Is- it's very apparent in the myth arc. If you look at the myth arc, even though it was rather slim in the first season, you know it's very clear that they have a direction as to where they're taking this overall story, the bigger picture. Yeah, but I think the thing that gets overblown is like, oh, we have a five-year plan. Really? Really? Why? Why do you have to leak that out? Or why does that have to even be brought up? I'm sorry, Dave. I won't bring it up again. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah, I know. But like, why does that, why is that so freaking important? And and I thought about it and I talked about it off air with Reina when you were setting up studios. Right. Kind of like, it's, if this was a real leak, mm-hmm. that's a bad sign on Disney. Because like, suddenly they get criticized for not having a plan. And then all of a sudden they leak out that we have a plan. Yeah. And it's like, oh, are you goddamn serious with me now? It goes into the line about them trolling us, but also kind of like really not, really not taking care of the franchise. It really does. And that's what irritates me when you see these leaks and like, especially from a website like this, which is very scrupulous at best. Yeah. (laughs) And you like look at them and you like go, all right, we all know that we've been talking how we've been disappointed of how they've, you know, planned out Star Wars and they don't seem to have a plan. Blame it on Kathleen Kennedy. Hey, let's throw this out there. They have a five-year plan or five-season plan for Mandalorian. David, I don't think Disney and Lucasfilm has a five-year plan. I think Dave Filoni... And Favreau had a five-year plan for the Mandalorian. And they're like, fuck all the rest of you. <laughs> we know what the fuck we're doing over here. Now, would you actually believe that, Rena? Because me and you were oh, talking yeah. about it. It makes sense that Filoni and Favreau would have that plan. I would believe that in a heartbeat. 
Well, just look at the direction the story went, especially at the end. You do not drop nuggets like, what was the word a millennia ago were these Jedi magicians or Jedi sorcerers? Sorcerers. You don't drop a fucking nugget like that unless you know what those sorcerers are and where you're taking this. That is myth arc setup. So, yes, I believe they have maybe not a five year, but they definitely have a direction that they're going without a doubt. So I I ended up being a huge fan of Mandalorian. I know um, I was rough on it for the first. I don't know what. How many episodes were there, Dave? I think the I think you were rough on it for about half of the season. How many episodes were there, though? Eight. I was rough on it for the first six episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was going to say 75 percent. I Yes. And I, I think I'm going to stand by that because it, it was it was rough. Was it fun? Star Wars? Yes. But the when you the writing was rough, but it seemed like everything came together in those last six or six episodes, six, seven and eight. Everything yeah. just was working for me. And it felt like they understood the story. And listen, that's that's how a lot of TV shows are. That's how a lot of TV shows are. Um, look at what the the series for the what was the running time for the first four episodes? Roughly thirty minutes. Yeah, under thirty. Okay, so by episode five, we were only about two hours and maybe fifteen twenty minutes in. And typically, it takes one to three episodes for a series to get its feet. So by episode five, six, seven, eight, it would make sense that suddenly, all right, I get it. I see what you guys are doing and you also understand what you're doing. I think that the only thing that went wrong is they didn't do themselves any favor favors by making the running time for the initial four episodes to be only 30 minutes. They they, they just were not covering enough ground. Yeah, they weren't. I mean, that is still a major gripe of mine about the whole series is the runtime. It is what it is, but just like what you said, I mean, by, by, Episode five, six, seven, and eight, they found their footing and then they finished the, they got to the finish line. Yeah. (laughs) And then we got to see the hot armor. Oh, good God. I only think she's hot because I know who she is and she's hot. I hope she, I hope she doesn't go by the whole slogan. This is the way, cause she's got to take that mask off. Take that, (laughs) take that helmet off. No, no, no. She's got to keep the helmet on. Oh, wait a second. Helmet on, armor off. Armor off. Helmet. Oh, my God. Come on, Raina, work with us here. I mean, Raina, you you had to. There was that one point in Mandalorian that I still laugh up to to this day is the shot of the Mandalorian looking out the window and he's still wearing the helmet, (laughs) but he's shirtless. Wait, what? (laughs) Were we shirtless? You don't remember that? You don't remember that? That was the episode that you didn't like with Kane Doom. Where maybe I just where he, I didn't realize he's he in the village and the whole time oh, that's sexy. He the whole time he keeps the helmet on. He looks outside the window and you just see him with the helmet on, but he has no shirt on. And I'm like going, he's <laughs> looking off into the distance. Yeah, he looks off into the distance, and I'm like going, wow. Okay, he's, I'm just letting my dick air out here. Never mind me, please. This is the way. This is the way. <laughs> And like what you said, I mean, if he has a better face, yeah, keep the mask on. I mean, oh, come on. You know, speaking of that, my son, when he took his helmet off, my son, because my son loved the Mandalorian, thought it was the best thing ever. 
And he took his helmet off. He's like, oh, he's not very cool looking. Oh. And and I'm like, oh, I'm, this guy's an awesome actor. He's really good. And he's all, is he? Because I, I just don't know about his face. He's not very cool looking. I, I didn't think it's <laughs> funny how kids think. And I was, I guess I was the same way as a kid. Like, you want your hero to look like a badass, right? Yes. Yeah. And listen, he is a badass. Pedro Pascal is pretty fucking cool. He is. I'd do him. And I ain't gay. <laughs> God. Oh, but you do that armor, the armor chick with her helmet on. Oh, oh yeah, 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 <laughs> for sure. I, I, I would uh, have a party with the armorer and then let Pedro Pascal watch. I'm like, dude, don't touch. <laughs> but you this can, is the you, way. Yeah, you can't partake, but don't touch me because that ain't the way. <laughs> All right. So next Star Wars movie is still coming in 2022. Despite, I know, (laughs) I I am too. Who is your source? I don't believe you. It's a we got it covered dot com, and also call it Travel. Let it leak on Reddit. (laughs) (laughs) I, according to Disney's release slate, which I believe is public by way of various uh, legal sites, copyright sites. According to this site, it's still coming in twenty twenty two. And I am confused because we have not heard anything. And David, that's not very far away. No, it isn't. That's less than two years. But it also goes into the line, Mike. Remember, we didn't hear anything about uh, Rise of Skywalker till what? Six months away, three months away. And me and you were railing. Well, that's because Disney was considering not airing it. I I heard that they were just going to trash the entire (laughs) But the... this has me baffled because I'm like, going, I thought the game plan was we get to rise of Skywalker. That's it. We're going to take a break. We're going to focus on other things. Yeah, A two year break, Dave. That's it. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. Two years. And, and also on top of that, Hey, these characters that we introduced, we're not going to go, but we're not going to go back to them anymore. Well, there was a rumor from a pretty legitimate site that they are working on a Poe Dameron Spinoff? God damn it. <laughs> um, dude, I would be okay with that. Be- now, if it was Poe Dameron... F- okay, stop it, Michael. But I'm going to have... <laughs> hold on, hold on. This this serves a point here. Okay. If it was Poe Dameron from Last Jedi, fuck no. If it's Poe Dameron, that suave motherfucker we got in Rise of Skywalker, then yeah, give me some more Poe Dameron. Because that dude had swagger for days. Everything about him was cool. But... I just don't know if he's high profile enough to sell or launch a new franchise or new series. Agree or disagree? Dave, go. I, uh, it depends on the concept, I guess. It depends on the concept with him because here's the thing. Poe was great. Don't get me wrong. I agree with you. Poe was a great character. I mean, he, he, they, they marketed it, marketed him. Well, they saved that character in that movie. They they took care of that character. However, let's be honest. He wasn't the main attraction. Well, no, he wasn't the main attraction. So I, I can't see him carrying a movie by himself. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. If it ever happens, it will happen on Disney plus. There's only, I hate to say it. There's only one character I can envision them envision carrying a movie by themselves. Rose Tico. Oh no. Yay! <laughs> that app. The only character I could see, and 
This is my. Uh, I want to see what you guys think is Ray. That's it. That's the only person that they. Well, that's that the carry. only one they set up. Yeah, that's the only one that they they and set up that could do it. I would watch a Finn series. I would love a Finn series, but I don't think the way they left his character, you couldn't make him carry a movie. Um, I disagree. Really. I've, I mean, think yeah, about, they, like, what they did to oh, Finn. Man, this is a whole other hour discussion, but I, I feel like the Finn that we got in Last Jedi, no, you can't do a series on Finn. But the la- but what they were trying to get to, starting in Force Awakens, that we just neglected to even touch on in the next movie, uh, and then they capitalized on it a bit in The Rise of Skywalker, I think, yeah, there's a story to be told there about a guy that's from the first order ranks that broke free because the force was talking to him and he has the, the ability to, to tap into the force. And he's a leader of this um, revolt, this revolution of other individuals who are also being spoken to by the force. I mean, there's a story there, but again, you know, do we really want to see it at this point? Exactly. I would want to see it because I'm positive about Rise of Skywalker. I enjoy the movie for the most part. But I think the the masses are over the sequel trilogy. And that's the thing. And because of that, that that includes everything else. That includes Rey. That includes Finn. That includes Poe. I just think at this time, we need to move on past all of it. Not because of me, but because of the general masses, the general masses. Yeah. I because think, like, that's the problem is yeah. like, so I, I, I don't point, think we're going to have spinoffs. And so this, can. this 2022 film, whatever it may be. And there is a rumor that uh, Taika Watiti was approached to direct a star Wars film. He could be the one that would be helming this. But then we also have the recently released uh, news that we talked about last week with, um, with the director and writer from, I forgot the series now. Um, shit. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Do you remember Reina? Come on, someone. Are you talking about the Secret Sith Project? Yes. The Exegol Project. There you go. If, I don't remember what it was called, though. They didn't really have a name yet. Yeah, if that's the 2022 project, then there we go. Problem solved. But we have the Taika rumor. We also have the Kevin Feige film that, uh, is it Feige? Feige. The Kevin Feige project as yes. well, uh, which they recently talked about again, that he is in fact going to be directing a Star Wars film at some point. So who knows what this 2022 film could be? See, I could see that I could see Kevin Feige taking over the 22, uh, 2022 film and just saying, okay, we're going to start from scratch. Well, honestly, Bang. Dave, anything can happen because with the recent news with Bob Iger stepping down. Oh my God. That um, was the, that's the, and this is the last thing we're going to talk about. We got to close out the show, but uh, really briefly, I mean, honestly, I don't think we're going to hear anything until this whole situation with Bob Iger is resolved and Kathleen Kennedy, because Bob Iger's contract runs out the exact same day that Kathleen Kennedy's contract runs out yep. and Bob Iger stepped down before, uh, not, 10 months before his contract was up, he steps down yeah. and his excuse was he did that because he felt like this was the best time to do it so that he can work side by side with the new CEO and kind of teach him the ropes. I'm like, dude, fucking lying from your teeth. You're lying through your teeth. <laughs> 
something's up. And I'm not going to speculate, but my point is, is that because there's a, a change with the baton, the baton is being passed, there will be no decisions made until Iger's gone completely. And many of the projects that have been rumored because Iger had greenlit them or Kathleen Kennedy had greenlit them, we all know in the movie business when the new CEO or new head of production takes over, you know what the first thing they do? They red light every single project that was greenlit and nine times out of ten, they mothball all of them because they want to do their own thing because they don't want someone else getting the credit for the next big project because yes. Bob Iger can say, well, that was my idea that you continued. That's a known thing. Every CEO does that. They stop everything and they start looking for new things to and do. They start looking for new things. And so honestly, 2021 will be a whole new world for us. Star Wars fans. It's There's going to be new things coming out that we had never heard of. It'll be interesting. What I believe his name is Bob Chepek. Chepek. Yeah. Bob Chepek. It'll be interesting what he does for Star Wars because like, from all accounts, I heard he's going to produce my Rise of Skywalker slash film, <laughs> slash um, film. Kylo Ren project, the uh, like Kylo Ren porno. Yeah, it's called the Rise of Skywalker, but a whole new thing, <laughs> idea, a whole new meaning is brought to the Rise of Skywalker. Oh, what? Don't owe me. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Go ahead, David. Please continue. But like from all uh, all accounts, Bob Chepik's going to literally clear a bunch of like the old old uh department heads yeah and one of those department heads which by reports he was he's been headbutting with is kathleen kennedy and we'll see we'll, we'll see what happens i i think i think she's out i, I honestly and, and we've is. been saying this for a while now that i, I want to say a, what about a year now we've been saying that when her contract's up she will not be renewed and now that Bob Iger's gone, I think what we've been saying has even more weight. David, you have the final thought. Go ahead. Well, final thought on on that. I'm. It's really sad when you take a look at it because me and you have always been. I felt like been, I was the view for the mo- for a moment there. Whoopi Goldberg, you have the final thought. <laughs> we've been we've been we've been championing Kathleen Kennedy since the very beginning. Yeah. And it's sad that basically her tenure might end this way. Nah, it's fucker. kind of like, fucker. Okay. Fucker at this point, David. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> what has she done for us? She gave us the garden, man. The garden uh, where you we know can what? hang all the tears you know what? I'm not going to be negative. I'm not going to be negative, but I'm going to say, but I am going to say I'm not going to miss her when she's gone. I will say that. I, I feel like it's been eight years. She did debatably a good job getting everything going. She got star Wars from Lucas and she, and she ran with it. And now it's time for someone else. Yeah. And let's see what they do. This is phase one. And I'm ready for phase two. I think most of us star Wars fans, whether you love the last, the last bit that we've gotten this new era of star Wars, it isn't, it's not the point. The point is, is it's, I think a lot of us can agree that it's time for a new direction. We are done with the Skywalker saga and with a new direction of story. It, it, I think it's um, appropriate to call for new leadership as well. Yeah. That, that that usually comes with the territory when you're going in a new direction of story. And as funny as it sounds, people may be poo-pooing uh, 
Project Luminous or uh, I'm excited high, for Project Luminous. Yeah, but now it really makes this an important step for Star Wars. Yeah, that you know the high uh, high council has to succeed. The high council. Or not well, the what high series council. is this, Dave? I'm, is this new, <laughs> is this new news? I've not heard of. <laughs> but uh, the no, Dave, High no. Republic. Oh, the High Republic. The high there Republic. You go. But it's really important for the High Republic to succeed now. Yeah. Uh, Reina, I said David had final thoughts, but Reina, your thoughts on Bob Iger and Kathleen Kennedy. Go. Bob Iger, I actually see a lot of fans that are happy about him. Not Star Wars fans either, Disney fans in general yep. that are happy he's stepping down. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy, I think she needs to take her participation trophy, oh, Jesus. participation trophy, <laughs> and go back to answering phones and serving coffee. Oh, and polishing Lucas's dick. I'll say it. <laughs> That's going to be cut, that last part. I'll blame it on the wine. We're live. <laughs> oh, shit. We are live. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> Uh, what else? Is that it, Raina? That's it for me, yeah. Okay. Uh, well said. I'm ready. I'm ready for a fresh start. I, yes. I think we see that's what I was saying. We all are. We're all optimistic about the future, but in order to be optimistic, it, it is time for a change. And I'm 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 and I'm okay with that. It's time. All right, Dave. I want to thank you, David. Thank you. May the force be with us. Oh, and Raina. Bye, Raina. <laughs> Fuck you guys, God. <laughs> it's the wine. Ah, oh, yes. <laughs>